Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, everyone. It's Tony Schiavone. StarCast was incredible. Did you go? Maybe you did, and you didn't get to see everything you wanted to see. Or maybe you missed it, and there's that one part that you wanted to be a part of. Well, we've got great news for you. It's StarCast a la carte. Yes, StarCast a la carte. Starting at just $4.99, you can see a program you missed or maybe one that you wanted to see again. Hey, Conrad and I had a blast bringing What Happened When to StarCast. And who knew that I could sing that well? Or who knew what really happened between Tommy Young and the Barbarian? To be a part of an event that will be talked about for years to come, go to fight.tv and check out all the shows that you can order, all a la carte. Once again, go to fight.tv. Prices start at only $4.99. And thanks very much for being a slapdick, and thanks very much for your great response to StarCast in Chicago during All-In Weekend. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? And we're coming to you live backstage at StarCast. Can't believe what we're looking at to our left right now. We've got Marty Skrull adjusting or playing horsey with ACH. This has been quite the wrestling weekend, has it not, Tony? I've, I've had a wonderful time, Conrad, and I know you had too. We, we, you and I have just finished our live show. You stayed alive, okay? You, you really did. You, uh, of course, I don't blame you running away from Scott Steiner, but we've had a great time, and we've had we got a whole lot more great times. In this show, got a very special interview with Tommy Young, but I thought it's, it's great. Everybody that came in front of the old Saturday night set with me and did an interview, 
We're going to play that interview for you. You got to hear some of these people and some of the things they had to say about you and me and the business. It's just tremendous. So we're going to have those as well. It was a fun experience. Starcast 2018. Hope you had a chance to make it. But if you didn't, well, you're kind of screwed because I'm one and done, Tony. I am never doing this again. Oh, fucking shit, man. This is the event of the year. This is the event. Tomorrow, or okay, Monday. Uh, at First Family Mortgage, there's going to be a phone call. Bring, uh, this is Vince McMahon. I'd like to talk to Conrad Thompson, please. He'll go, he'll, you'll go, hello? he say, goddamn, pal. That's a hell of an event. Want to talk to you about doing something for us. Big time event. Congratulations. Don't tell me this one and done shit. Next year, this time, we'll be, we'll be in Los Angeles. We'll be talking about how great it is. Well, it was great having you here today, and we had a lot of fun, and I hope that everybody at home had a lot of fun. But I need to correct you. I did not run away from Scott Steiner. Like, that did not happen. That's rumor and innuendo. I ain't scared of shit, man. Fight.tv. That's all I got to say. I can't believe that that's really a thing. I guess we should mention our show. We had Tommy Young. Right. We had Barbarian. Right. Uh, Tommy Young. Barbarian told the real story. The real real story. I couldn't believe it. The real story of Uh, you and Tommy Young. Yeah, and and we had Medusa. Mm Mm-hmm. Little uh, personal highlight for you? Yeah, I I got to uh, well, just say I, I wasn't able to really ride on the motorcycle with Medusa at Hog Wild, but I got to ride on the motorcycle with her here at the show. So just leave that to your uh, imagination, and if you see it on Fight TV, you'll know what we're talking about. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, live at Starcast. Hope you had a good time. We certainly did, and uh, I guess you've got to catch up with some people now. I, I got to catch up with some people. I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay, buddy? Sounds good, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Schiavone for World Championship Wrestling and Jim Crockett Promotions. We are here with Johnny Elias. The big match is coming up against Woo! Live My- Wire. Fucking McGuire. Let's do that. Take two. <laughs> Motherfucker. I, I do this for a living. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and you ready? Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Schiavone for World Championship Wrestling and Jim Crockett Promotions. We are on the set of World Championship Wrestling, and this is Johnny Elias, his match coming up against Live Wire McGuire. Yeah, you know, the two best wrestlers in the world getting ready to come on Collision Course, but we're the two best, but the two most different. As you can see, Tony, I'm dressed to the nines, wearing a gorgeous suit. That man wears a ratty T-shirt and jeans. Right. Live in a gorgeous mansion. Right. He lives in a ratty apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. Can you believe that? But the most important reason that we're different, the most important thing is I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care what you think. I don't care what these people think. As long as I get my hand raised in victory. He, he wants to pander to these fans. He wants to give his little do-rag out to some rug rat in the crowd. I don't care about any of that. Livewire, I respect the hell out of you and your ability. But you will not beat me. Because you're not willing to go where I'm willing to go. At the end of this match, you will be laying flat on your back looking up at the lights and wondering, what did I do wrong? And thinking to yourself, I've let my fans down again while I stand tall over your fallen carcass with the world's heavyweight championship. Been a pleasure, Tony. All yours. Johnny Elias, that big match is coming up against Live Wire McGuire. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. This is Tony Schiavone, and I am standing here with one of the great champions of all time, the almighty Lunchbox. 
Tony Schiavone, how you doing today? And I just want you to notice the back of my shirt. It says Modesto's most hated band, Nothing But Losers. And that's right. The only stable that matters. And check this shit out. Belts. Belts are worthless. And that's why you can see the crack of my ass. But let me tell you something. A belt is a symbol. And that symbolizes that I'm the best and that nobody does it better. And Tony, I'm going to go ahead and need Lois's number. Because you can have her number, better. but can I see the crack of your ass again? Yeah, you no, no, never, no, show. never mind, never mind. I, I okay, do not, I do okay, not okay, right here. okay. Uh, you know, because that is the chosen one okay. of all history. Okay. You, have, you have your own film crew here now. You are the world heavyweight wrestling champion. Talk about how you won that and what you plan to do as the champion. Well, what I did is I went and stomped Brandon Blacker into the ground when he wasn't looking. And what I'm going to do as a champion is continue to hold this belt, the uh, winged eagle, which is the only belt that ever has mattered. And I'm going to just go ahead and run with that. But as champion, you know what else is my right? I have a list of people here that can kiss my ass. Oh, okay. And I want to start with Brandon Blacker, Mike Vanek, Roy Stanley, Anthony Duran, and Joseph Rush. All y'all can kiss my ass and give me your wife's numbers while you're at it. Is Conrad Thompson's name on there by any Conrad Thompson's name is not on there. Tony, you keep trying to spread these rumors and start this friction with me and Conrad. I'm getting tired of it. Lunchbox, let me tell you, it's an honor being able to talk to you. Congratulations on your title reign. Do us all a big favor that when you get your new tights, that we do not see the crack of your ass, okay? You know what? I can't make any guarantees, Tony. And Maybe people do want to see the crack of my ass. You mm. might not, mm. but I think you're lying about that anyway. Okay. Uh, thank you once again, and uh, appreciate your time, brother. The world heavyweight champion, the almighty lunchbox, and we'll be back with more. Let's send it now to Eric Bischoff. Lunchbox, I wanted to ask you another question. Sure, what's we were just talking about Conrad, mm-hmm. and you called him a dick. Did I get that right, or did I... Did I misconstrue that oh you know what you're paraphrasing you're going ahead and taking everything i said out of context you're trying to go ahead and put to turn two fellow fat guys against each other tony how are you going to do that we are the fat nation my biggest goal this weekend is to just get one single belly bump with the man himself but you're over here trying to cause friction tony i don't appreciate that what kind of house of negativity are you running we are holy shit i am sorry I misconstrued what you were saying. No, you're not. No, you're not. Now now you're just saying things because I caught you and put you on the back foot, Tony Schiavone. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing with yourself these days? Nothing. Nothing. Talking to slap dicks like me and all these motherfuckers around here. That's what we got going on today. You know, and I'm supposed to have a belt. That was advertised. No belt. No belt. You know. Fuck. See? Fucking Conrad. That's what it is. No, no, don't you blame. I will not sit here and listen to you disparage the good goddamn name of Conrad Thompson on my watch. He is responsible for all this shit going on. And here you are, like I said, trying to turn the fat nation against each other. You're just jealous. You're just jealous that you're leaning down and you aren't even in the fat nation anymore. Your fat kid car got taken last week and cut up before your very eyes. Hi, everybody. Tony Schiavone here at World Championship Wrestling with the manager of the year, who's spending some time with us, very gracious, David Barnabas Specter. Tony, the pleasure, of course, is all yours. You know, out here in Jim Crocker Promotions, uh, an absolute wasteland of depravity, 
of untapped potential. So many lost souls searching for something to help them to finally leave mediocrity and finally achieve that superstar status here in the National Wrestling Alliance. And, you know, Tony, I'm, I'm just bewildered. Of course, manager of the year. Why anyone would decline an offer from David Barnabas Specter? An offer that you simply cannot refuse. You see, so many individuals don't understand the power of Darkness Enterprises and what I bring to this promotion. But when darkness falls, a star shall rise. And even you, Tony, you've been here many years and yet still in the same position. What could a man like David Barnabas Specter do for a man such as Tony Schiavone? I believe that I could even make a unique offer and opportunity to you. I mean, you want to be a star? Everyone wants to be a star. That's the reason why you should trust in David Barnabas Specter. Trust in the darkness. <laughs> okay, we need to talk. Thank you very much for your offer. I may be as big as Sean Mooney one day. David Barnabas Specter, Manager of the Year here in World Championship Wrestling. Thank you very much, David Crockett. Here's a man that needs no gimmick and a man who obviously means what he says. This is Robin. That's right, Tony. You should be privileged to be standing in the same room with me. I, I am. Yes. Yeah. And Jim Crockett, I put my mind, soul, sweat, tears, sacrifice my body day after day after day, night after night, and I want a United States title shot against Ricky Steamboat or whoever you call him, the Dragon, and I want it now, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the United States. I want that title now. And I'm done with this interview. I'd rather be at a better show, Wrestle Popcast. And I'm done. You'll see him at Wrestle Popcast. That's right. All right. You heard it. The challenge laid down to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Hey everybody, it's Tony Schiavone for Twin States Wrestling with Gene Jackson and Rose Jackson. And I'm telling you, you guys are absolutely ready for this event. We are. I mean, we're here in the set in TBS. Some of the greatest wrestling of all time has taken place. And now at Twin States Resurrection, we are bringing back great wrestling to the state of Alabama. Hansville, Alabama, Sunday, October the 7th. Bell time is going to be 3 p.m. at the JC Arena. And you're not going to believe some of the people we're going to have there, Tony. We're going to have Brian Pillman Jr., who I know you're familiar with, MLW. We're going to have Neil the Real Deal Taylor and Mr. Sensational, his manager. We're going to have... That'll put some butts in the seats, I can tell you that. Uh, you know it will, right? Donnie Primetime, Nick Tramer, Jeremy Flint. I know you know who Jeremy Flint is, Tony. We're going to have some great stars there. All on October the 7th, Sunday afternoon. You still can see all your football Friday night, Saturday night, and get there for some great wrestling on Sunday afternoon. It's Sunday afternoon, Twin States Wrestling. It's going to be the greatest night in the history of our great sport. 
it's been so long since I've worked with Sam Mooney that I've really forgotten his Sean Mooney that I've really forgotten have his to name. Spell it again. Yeah, please good, spell it. Good lord, S H A W N. I've changed the spelling because okay. I kept getting so much mail. <laughs> it was not good. Okay. It's yeah. not S H A U N. World, yeah, no. How in the world did they have us do this pay per view event? I thought Vince had had enough of us, and yet he brought us back. Well, in reality, we've had enough of that fucker. Is, is the truth? Okay, so I told him to take the high road. But how long has it been since you and I worked together? Oh God, thirty. Yeah, thirty years. Do you remember the Coliseum gimmick where we put? Uh Dalshin cake, yes. brother loved it. Yes, I want everybody to know about this because yeah. we need to get to the bottom of it. Because I thought for years it was Bruce right. who was behind it. It was. It was you. No. You were producing. No. Bruce said, "What about the hey. cake?" Yeah. And I said, "Well, I think since you know we're celebrating Coliseum Video yeah. and our 500th video, whatever that we." By the way, there used to be really the video cassettes at one time. Um, Still have the machines. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, and he the does. tapes. I like to look at them just to see okay. what it was I, like. And, and, but I do realize that, I did realize at the time that we got the cake, we're going to have a celebration, and then Bruce put the paint on, he became Brother Love, he said, I've got a better idea. Somebody always has to get the cake. That is a rule. It is. Yeah, somebody has to get the cake. And you got the cake better than anybody else. Yeah, but they told me, I didn't know it was coming. But when if you look at it... Yeah. He almost took me out. I, I mean, it was yeah. a lot yeah. of pent-up. Right. Moon. Oh, Mooney. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but it, it is a fond memory. Yes, it is. It's one of my fondest memories of doing Coliseum video. Sean, S-E-A-N. Yeah, I'll okay. send you a card. Okay. And then next time in 30 years. You got it. We'll do this again. You haven't aged at all. You know that? <laughs> Preparation H. <laughs> Sean Mooney, everybody. Let's hear it for him. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Schiavone for World Championship Wrestling, and let's bring them in right now. They are a sensation, the young up-and-comers from upstate New York. You know, Tony, I've been in this business for a long, long time, and they say that the window to a man's soul is through his eyes. But in 2018, Tony, you have to look through these scumbag glasses. Tell them, Josh. Is this fucker mute or what? Give him a chance. We're coming back here on the 19th. We are going to fill up the Odium Pavilion. There's not going to be one seat left open. We are going to pack it to the rafters. And my main man, Josh, over here is going to tell you why. He told him. So, Tony, I'm going to leave it at one last thing. These scumbag glasses don't lie. These scumbag glasses don't run. And we're ready to take on any comers. The young up-and-comers from upstate New York. Tony Schiavone coming to you here at World Championship Wrestling from StarCast 2018. And one of the biggest thrills that I've had this entire weekend is being able to talk to this man, Poster Boy Kelly. Tony, I'm here to do one thing today. I'm here to do one thing only. I'm here to take that title. I want it off Hogan, and I want it tonight. You can bring the NWO, you can bring them all down here. The whole crew. I'll take them on one by one. I'll drop them on the table. I'll drop them through thumbtacks. I'll put them chairs right in their faces. I'm going to put them down on the ground, and I'm going to count them down. One, two, three. I'm going to count it myself. I'm going to be my own ref. I don't really care. Knock the ref out. Take them out. I'll do my own job. I'm going to wear a little striped shirt under this thing right here. It's not even going to matter, because I'm going to get the gold tonight here at StarCast. The gold is on the line, but thumbtacks? Thumbtacks, tables, light tubes. Thing is, it's no holds barred. They don't need to tie me down. 
Maybe it's, maybe it's hiding under the ring. You don't know when it's coming. That's the thing, but maybe I'll just tie him up, bring him down on the ground, small package, one, two, three, two. They don't know what's coming at him. I'm explosive, and I'm here to blow up the building. Hogan, you're going down. It's the main event coming up this weekend at StarCast. My name is Tony, but I stand in awe of this man right here, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. And there you see that the man that he has certainly adored throughout his career. But now this man is going for the World Heavyweight Championship. We are talking about Big Anthony. That's right. You know, from one button on a fur coat to another, I'm going to whip his ass, okay? You can mark that down. Uh, I'm not so, you know, I've lost a little weight. I'm not so sure that I still have the... Yeah, I do have a button on a fur coat, but uh, to talk about being the champion and talk about your title run. Well, you know, I'm just going to whip him, and I'm going to be the longest-running champion ever. Okay. You can put that in the books. Okay, so tell us exactly, Big A, where you um, I'm sorry, Big Anthony, where you're from. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport, Louisiana, absolutely. Yeah. I've been there many, many, many times. You have any title defenses coming up in the great state of Louisiana? Uh, Louisiana State Championship. I'm going to defend that one. Okay. On the way to the United States Championship. Is there any uh, truth to the rumor that you have had one of your best best matches against George Gray, uh, the one man gang? No, it was horrible. He was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I was the best part of that match. Really? You yes, didn't sir. even want to put his ass over, did you? I did not. Okay. I did not. He didn't deserve it. Okay. There he is from Shreveport, Louisiana, the champion himself, Big Anthony, and I'm Tony Schiavone from World Championship Wrestling. Hi, everybody. It's Tony Schiavone for World Championship Wrestling. This is the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, fucking Scott. I mean, that's what you told me to call you, so that's I, I want to get it right. Let's talk about your Mid-Atlantic title defense, because I know you're going all over the southeast. You're going from Columbia, South Carolina, to Greenville, South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. You've got some great title defenses, Scott. Uh, fucking Scott. Absolutely, Tony. And I can tell you right now that I'm actually going to go off the books. We're going to go off script. We're going to have an unsanctioned title fight at the Shoney's of Ackworth, 6.05 p.m. tomorrow night, September 1st. I know none of you virgins at home have anything going on, so tell your cats to be back in a couple hours. Come see me put butts in seats. And ladies, once we run out of seats, I got one more for you right here. Let me ask you this. Uh, this, this, this fight at the Shoney's in Ackworth, it's not going to go anywhere near the hot bar, is it? Absolutely not. We're going to keep this out in the parking lot. And uh, I'm going to have my partner, Low Key, that, I'm sorry, what's that? He pulled out. I don't know what pull out means. So it looks like it's going to be me and my Low Key Big Hog in an intergender match, glass bottom boat ride match wow. okay. versus Big Booty Judy. Wow. And in her partner, some old lady, what's her name? Lois. She's old, you're right. And the winner of the match get Lois's panties in the parking lot, as a matter of fact. So, Scott, uh, thanks for being with us, and good luck on your title match at the Shoney's Knackworth. Thank you, sir. One more thing. I'm going to hit them with everything except the small package. Try the ham cubes. Tony Schiavone standing here with one of the great performers from the state of Kentucky, Jim Fannin. I want to talk to you about the upcoming 13th anniversary show that, you, uh, that you're going to be a part of. Yeah, Tony, we're going to have this final match against Jimmy Jacobs. This is four years in the making, Tony. Wow, four four years. years in the making. He took our title belt to AAW, and he threw it in the trash, and I've been after him for four years. I'm not a wrestler. I'm a manager. Jimmy Jacobs can kick my ass from pillar to post inside the wrestling ring. But Jimmy Jacobs, this isn't a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight. And at the anniversary show, I'm going to make you say I quit. 
because you can go anywhere else. When it comes time to leave the IWA, as the stipulation calls for in this match, and we're going to hold to it. It's not going to be like anywhere else where you can come back under a mask. You're going to be back in 30 days. You're gone for life. You can go anywhere else. This is my company. This is where I bled. I sweat. I cried. This is my company. I have nowhere to go. You have everywhere to go. So, Tony, at the anniversary show, Jimmy Jacobs is going to say I quit because he can take his career anywhere else. I can't. So Jimmy Jacobs, in this fight, I'm going to kick your ass because it is a fight and it's not a wrestling match. Thank you, Tony. Jim Fannin, everybody, said he's not a wrestler, but he says he's got some asses to kick, correct? Correct. And it's going to be in Midlothian at the 13th anniversary show. Don't buy your tickets if you want to come and cheer for Jimmy Jacobs because it's the last time you will ever see Jimmy Jacobs. Maybe come and say goodbye to him, but that's it. Tony Schiavone with World Championship Wrestling, standing beside the man I've always wanted to talk to in this sport, Timothy Regal. Tony, it's great to be here. Great to be World Championship Wrestling. We are here at StarCast 2018, Showcase of the Immortals. I've been walking around. I've seen a lot of so-called wrestling superfans. We got Frank the Clown. We got Brock Lesnar guy here. But all I see... We see we got a bunch of guys that think they're a bunch of low-key big hogs. I see a bunch of guys, a bunch of, bunch of burton on a fur coats looking for a blue chew at a glass-bottom boat ride. You see, these so-called super fans of professional wrestling, they think they're big hot shit, okay? I've been doing independent wrestling for 15 years. I'm viral. 1.6 million hits on YouTube. Seth Rollins did a moonsault off my goddamn stomach. Nobody, and I'm not famous. How am I not famous, Tony? You're famous now, I can tell you that. I'm definitely famous. I'm more famous than all them sons of bitches, and I'm here at StarCast to let them know. That's why I'm here with you cutting a damn promo. I don't care. I'm going to get all the blue chew. I'm going to go to the after party. I'm going to find the beautiful people. I'm going to find Jordan and Grace. We're going to go up to the top of the Marriott like Ric Flair, and we're going to go all night long, baby. Timothy Regal, watch out. He's at StarCast. World Championship Wrestling coming to you on the studios of TBS, and we're very happy to have with us the newest member of the Four Horsemen, JC. Tony, everybody keeps asking me why, why, why. For 10 straight years, I did everything by the book. I did everything for the fans, and it got me nothing. My, page, my paychecks were tiny. My wallet was empty. Now I'm with a group that's going to get me gold, that's going to make me money, and that's what matters. In the end, it's just my pocketbook. All right, and obviously the group you're talking about is the Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. Well, uh, JC, let me tell you this. To be a member of the Four Horsemen, you got to be one of the elites in pro wrestling. I've always been the elite. I've always been there, but I just couldn't get over I was always trying to do the good guy right. and do what was right for the fans. Right. But they never did nothing for me. Right. It's time to look out for myself. Well, I think you come at a very good time. As you know, Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham have been members of the Four Horsemen, Lex Luger, and 500-pound Arn Anderson has been a member of the Four Horsemen as well, who doesn't have much hair left, as a matter of fact. So it's good that you would be a part of it. Is there any chance that you and Arn Anderson could be a tag team? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm looking at that tag team title gold, and I think that's going to look nice and pretty right around my waist. Arn, me, 
it's going to be like he he's going to forget about Oli. Yeah, well, there you go. Pumpkinhead Arn Anderson at 535 pounds right now, and JC could be the new world tag team champions. Starcast, we've been having a great time, and, and, and we're here with Jake. And Jake, you said, talk about coming to this country and and how much wrestling and all of us meant to you. Oh, it was it was huge. I, I came here in '94, '95. I started watching WCW, and you are the voice of my youth. And I learned such, uh, let's say, uh, sayings that you wouldn't learn at school, like right. "Holy cow" and all that stuff. Right. It was right. from right. listening to you guys right. on on Monday mornings. So. Right. I still didn't know anyone, so Monday mornings, uh, Monday nights for me were, it was all about uh, WCW Nitro and you. So, uh, I it's, it, I've been trying to meet you for forever. So it's it's like really cool to find. And you know what, man, um, when when there was the whole scare about you almost not doing WHW anymore, right. freaking out. But right. I'm so glad you do it, man. You seem so happy doing it, and it, like makes all of us happy. So well, well, let me ask you during when back in the Monday Nitro yeah. days, and you were you know learning the English yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. Any time in school that you would stand up and say it's. <laughs> Do anything like that? Oh, I would I would do it all the time. The, actually, the only reason why like I had s- some of the friends in class is because of wrestling. Yeah, you know that was the only thing I could like signal and talk about, and you know, so yeah, it was great, man. Okay. Yeah, thank well, you so much. Glad to have you here, man. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Absolutely, thank you so much, Tony. Appreciate it. Can I uh, grab a photo yeah, with we'll you too? Oh. Tony Schiavone here at All In with Ryan, and, and Ryan, it's great to see you. Thanks for wearing the colors of no uh, what happened when, and uh, have you had a good time here? I'm having a blast. Yeah. It's been a great event. Uh, did you go to Botchamania uh, the first night in? I did not make it to the event, but I went through that meet and greet line with yeah, with all, that, yeah, with all right. your guys. All right. We had a lot of fun, and did you get to go to see our WHW live event? I did not. I was okay. actually at uh, CM Punk meet and greet, so okay. I missed that. Well, what the hell are you doing, man? I'm all over the place. I think this is like my 30th thing I've done. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's great to get to meet you, and uh, I'm sure you're like everybody else here, really excited about what's going on. I mean, we've got lines here for Ric Flair's robe. Uh, did you get to meet Conrad Thompson? I've seen him. Uh, I haven't got to talk to him other than say hi, right. see him out in the hall and stuff, and been well, stuff like that. Here's a tip. If you want to get to meet Conrad, go out in the hall and yell, fat redneck. <laughs> and then Conrad will probably come around a little bit. All but, right. but uh, Ryan, appreciate you uh, with the colors, man. Hope you keep listening to the podcast. Oh, always, and thanks always. for coming to StarCast, man. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. All right. That's Ryan. He's our man. If he can't do it, no motherfucker can. Okay. <laughs> Conrad Thompson said, do me a favor. And I said, okay, I will. He said, go find Matt Coon. And I said, I don't know anybody named Matt Coon. And he said, oh, yeah, you do. I said, oh, you mean the guy that was always asleep on your couch when I came over to see you? And he said, yes. And here is the real Matt Coon. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tony, how you doing? You having fun? I'm having a great time. Are you having a great time? I'm having a great time. I'm glad you remembered my name after I reminded you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for that little prompting. Uh, I do want to say something about this, um, and, and Conrad has already said it here uh, on this episode. He said, I'm one and done. I'm not doing this again. Uh, do you think he's full of shit? 
I think that Tony Schiavone once said he's never going to be in wrestling again. So I'm not so sure I'd believe Conrad on that one. Right. <laughs> I, I think he's having a good time. But are you are you like me where you, you kind of walking around here and you see him and he like looks at you and he kind of looks through you and it's like you're not there and he's like too busy to even stop. I, I, I Actually, what I tried to do the other day, uh, yesterday, was stomp on his bad foot. And that would make him stop. Uh, and But, you know, he's kind of aloof uh, these past couple of days. You know, the funny thing, Tony, is if he's uh, if he walks up and looks right through me, that's the way he always looks at me. Okay. So that might be different for you. But for me, that's the standard Conrad look. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I, I, I can't really speak to that because I don't know what. Well, I, I know I know he can be an asshole, but, you know, he's a lovable asshole. So uh, you got a favorite. I know you've been busy. You're, you're one of the guys in the yellow shirts here. You got a favorite part of what's been happening so far? I got to tell you, it's I guess it's part of getting older. I love seeing the fans have a good time. You know, I got to work with the uh, uh, horsemen, and that was fun. And I got to see my son meet his idols. So for me, that's everything. Where he got to hang out to uh, hang out with Cody and hang out with all the young bucks. And so watching my son have a great time, watching the fans have a good time, and of course seeing Tony Schiavone here at Starcast. Well, how about that? You're awfully kind to say that. But the fact is, is that this is to me this. Uh, this kind of ushers in a new era, and, I'm, and that may be overselling it. I don't know. I oversold shit all my life, but it kind of ushers in a new era of of fans loving independent wrestling, if we can call it that. Absolutely, it, it shows that the the world of wrestling is getting broader, and by all the people here spending all the money they're spending, the people who are coming to wrestling are spending more on it. So the independent wrestling, the fans are more dedicated than ever. It might not be as big as it's ever been. But the amount of, of dedication the fans have and passion they have, I don't think it's ever been matched. How many podcasts are you doing now? I'm just doing three right now. I got White Ended with Robbie E. And I've got um, uh, uh, one with Johnny Fairplay uh, about Survivor. And I've also got Down and Dirty with Dutch Mantel. But um, if I can ask, uh, when does this broadcast? Uh, this is going to broadcast uh, the Monday after. It's this coming Monday, so it's after the weekend. Well, I can't say then uh, with 100% certainty, but I'm doing a new podcast that might be on Westwood One and might be with one of the most divisive, and I'd say maybe hated figures in all of professional wrestling. If you can figure it out, it's probably who you think it is. Okay, yeah, I, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. For My first thought was maybe Conrad Thompson, because I hate that motherfucker at times. True, true. Okay, But uh, also, I have a feeling I know who you're going to do with when you're talking about Westwood One. So good luck with that. Uh, you know, don't get any of that shit on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, thank you so much. And he has the kindest thing to say about you. And I'll tell you the funny thing is, is the guy said, I need a Conrad. Okay. And he's like, I can't have Conrad, but Conrad speaks highly of me. So I need a Conrad. So I think I'm going to be a Conrad. All right. Well, well, good luck with that. And congratulations for working with Dutch Mantel. Does, does he still smell like he used to back in wrestling? My God, I just met him for the first time. I've worked with him for months. He, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I, I, it's it's like nothing um, I've I've ever smelled before. Well, yeah, we had a we had a fire department number thirty two uh, from Schaumburg out here, and they pulled out front and they said, and I said, what in the girls going on? And one of the fans said, they're just going to hose down Dutch because he hasn't been hosed down yet. So uh, congratulations on your podcast. Uh, fans don't realize this. You did our open of the podcast, or What Happened When theme. You helped me out on the uh, Raven's Mom song. Uh, and you're a talented guy. I appreciate all you do. We do talk shit about you on your podcast, on our podcast, but you know we talk shit about everybody. Absolutely. And you know it's all love. And I have nothing but love for you, Tony, and for Conrad, but especially you, Tony. Thank you for having me on, man. All right.
All right, fans, Tony Schiavone here at the Nitro set. There's only one man with a big gold belt. Everybody in here, turn their attention right now to the one and only Nature Boy Ric Flair, who obviously looks a little bit different since his surgeries, but that's okay. You're looking pretty damn good, and you're still the world heavyweight champion. Woo, Tony, let me tell you, I'm feeling good. Because when you look like a million bucks and you dress like a million bucks, you show everybody who the man is in Jim Crockett Promotions. I've got a $15,000 watch, $10,000 robe, $15,000 alligator shoes, and woo, I've got a jet plane with 15 women waiting for me when we get done with the show tonight. Woo! Well, good to see you, champ. And uh, are you going to be part of this all-in event that we're having coming up this weekend? Absolutely. I'm bringing the four horsemen together, and we're going to have the best time ever. And we're going to be at the Hilton across the street for any ladies who want to ride Space Mountain after the meet tonight. Woo! Well, for the ladies who don't want to ride it, I know you'll see it because everybody has. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you very much, Nature Boy. Woo! Thank you, Tony. Tony Schiavone here at All In, and we're going to bring in Mr. Milton Jones, one of the up-and-coming stars here in prof You don't look too happy. What, what's, what's the deal here, Mr. Jones? Well, Mr. Schiavone, I have this issue where people do not seem to give me the proper respect that I deserve. Well, yeah, I, I always would. Of course you would, Mr. Schiavone. I come from the city of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Now, if you are a wrestling aficionado, as I believe you are, Mr. Shivani, you would know that the city of Winnipeg breeds a certain type of athlete, a certain type of individual. You see, Mr. Shivani, have you ever been to the city of Winnipeg in the middle of January? Can't say that I have. I can't say that I, that I have. But I, can I say this, though? You did steal the Atlanta Thrashers from us, but... That's and another story. I couldn't story. be happier to do it because the South did not deserve a hockey team. Phoenix did not deserve the Jets. It was only right that we got our team back and that a man like Mr. Mark Shifley is going to lead our team to the Stanley Cup. But that is neither here nor there, Mr. Shivani. We are here to talk about wrestling, W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. And Mr. Milton Jones is the future of that wrestling. You see, as I was saying, Winnipeg breeds a certain man. We are tough, the cold makes us what we are. You look at a Kenny Omega, you look at a Chris Jericho, you know that we are the best in the professional wrestling sport, sir. Mr. Jones, one of the new from Winnipeg, along with Omega and Jericho, you're going to be hearing a lot about this man. Darn right you are. We're back with more at StarCast. All right, everybody, it's Tony Schiavone here in front of the Nitro set. And, of course, All In is coming up this weekend. All In would not be complete here this weekend without Roy. Roy, I want to talk. Good to see you. Nice to and I know you're going to be in the ring this weekend. Absolutely. Talk about your match. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to make him wish he would have never stepped in the ring with me. Okay. I'm going to, you know, everybody's going to turn off the pay-per-view during my match because of the things we're going to do to my opponent in that ring. Right. It's going to be one one hell of a match right. and then all the kids at home are going to go throw my throw my merch in the trash because of what they're, they're gonna, I'm going to hurt that baby face wow. I'm going to yeah. put him down right. well, Roy you know merchandise is a big part of what we do so I you know. don't want them to throw away that but, but you apparently want to hurt and I guess we're talking about Nick Aldis uh, the, the world heavyweight sure. champion sure. Uh, who's obviously 
gotten a little bit smaller yeah. since I've seen him last. <laughs> uh, the, the fact is, is that you want to hurt him. And you want him so badly, you don't even mind them throwing your merchandise in the trash. Listen, everybody doesn't have to like a good guy. Some people like the bad guy. So the the, the kids, you know, they like the champions. They like the good guys. Whereas, you know, the other the people that like the bad guys, then they'll want to buy my merch even more. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You got a plan. You got a plan. Well, listen. Good luck to you in your match. Thank you. Okay. And I know I've I've been talking to to Nick Aldis. He's really concerned about it because Mm. being the NWA heavyweight champion, as we're talking about, is is something that he's worked very hard as. And but I know that you want more than just the title. Right. You want his freaking head on a plate. I want to take it all. Okay. Take it all. All right. I'm all in at all in. You got it. Yeah, right. Roy is all in at all in, and I'm Tony Schiavone for the Nitro set as part of StarCast Weekend. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Schiavone at the Nitro set, and we're here as part of All In Weekend. We just have a match just signed for All In Weekend, and it's one that's kind of really shook the wrestling world. It's the fat-ass champion of the world, Conrad Thompson. Shouldn't laugh now. I mean, he's serious about being a champion, okay? Yeah, okay. Going up against AJ. AJ, I know you don't, you're not worried about any titles, but I, I, I'm speaking on behalf of me, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and everybody has got a yellow shirt on that worked for that son of a bitch. I, we, we want you to beat his ass. So tell us what you're going to do coming up at All In. First of all, I'm not even worried about Conrad because I don't know if you've seen him this weekend, but he's got a boot on. Yeah, he's like a one-legged prick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I really feel bad even doing it because right. it's like I don't I don't like beating up handicapped people. Right. That's that's not my gimmick. I understand. But okay. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Right. I want that belt. Okay. And Slap Dignation wants me to win right. that belt Absolutely. and everybody everybody just wants well, me cuz yeah. I'm the true fat kid that everybody loves. Right. Conrad, yeah. he's no way. Conrad's a joke. Yes, he is. He is. Okay, and you know what? If you win that title, we'll probably change it to the Slapdick Championship. And, and from the, you know, I mean, the only way Conrad can win a title is being a fat ass. Right. That's the only way. Yeah, I mean, and we'll just send it, to, we'll make it a Slapdick title. And uh, how about that? That would right. be a lot better, wouldn't it? Right. I mean, if this was a wing-eating competition, then, I mean, Conrad's probably got me. Yeah, right. But we, uh, we have to fight. Right. And, I mean, I'm going to do terrible things to him. Yeah. And Megan's not even going to want him after that. Right. Ric Flair's going to be beating down my door. Right. Like. I want you to marry Megan. Right. Hell, even Charlotte. Yeah. But I can't because right. I'm already I'm dedicated. All right. But All right. I mean, you got to give it a chance. Yeah. Maybe we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, if, if Flair offers me six figures, then okay. maybe I'll consider it. All right. Well, good. Well, good luck to you, AJ. I I plan on wrecking Conrad. I'm coming for you. There you go, AJ. Here at All In as part of Starcast, Conrad Thompson. Your days are numbered. Tony Schiavone here from the WCW Monday Nitro set talking with Commer. And we've talked before. Uh, here's a, a young man who's just in training, a guy that I know everybody on the WWE Network has been talking about, and they're talking about here today as part of All In. And, Commer, let's talk about uh, some of the competition that you're going to face because I know you're a guy that's pretty confident about your abilities. I'm very confident, and I'm even more confident because I'm in my hometown of Chicago. This is my backyard. Nobody else knows it better than I do. And you got these guys like MJF who likes to run down people, thinks they're better than them. Nah. This is my town. We take care of our own. Guys like MJF, no. We don't treat people like that. We welcome them in. Just like the Cubs, the friendly confines. Mm. We're friendly. We're welcoming. Midwesterners, you know that, Tony. Absolutely, I know that. I know. But the fact is is that this this MJF, as we all know, is just a little snivelly (laughs) nose. rich prick 
the fact that he has been going around saying some things about you and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, Kamer is uh, a pretty good wrestler, but he's not in my class. What do you say about things like that? Yeah, MJF likes to talk. That's right. his favorite thing to do. He loves to talk. But you know what? When we go inside the ring and all in, I'm going to back all that, uh, all that talk up and stick it right up his butt. There you, go. you know? Right. I'm going to prove to all my fans, mm -hmm. the entire city, and everybody watching on pay-per-view and fight TV at all in right. that I'm the guy. This is my house. And MJF, you're just going back home with your tail between your legs. Absolutely. MJF, you're at the wrong part of the country in the wrong city to be fooling with Comber. This could be your next middleweight champion of MLW. Congratulations on your career, and Thanks, good luck buddy. to you, buddy. Appreciate it, All and I right. hope everybody watches. All right. Hey, everybody, it's World Championship Wrestling coming to you from WCW Monday Nitro, and this is our main man, Hoop, who has a challenge for that white sunglasses prick, Jay-Z. And let's bring him in, Hoop. Let's talk to him. Let's talk about him right now. How are you doing, Mr. Shivani? Pleasure to be here. I just wanted to talk about uh, Jay-Z a little bit because we seem to have a little, have a little bit of a problem. Really? Yeah, Mr. Jay-Z runs around here with that uh, championship belt, that Bojangles championship that he has, acting like he won the damn thing. But the truth of the matter is, it was given to him by somebody who doesn't even know him. Okay? And I got a problem with that because he's calling himself the Bojangles champion, and he's defended that title less times than Brock Lesnar have, okay? So, Jay-Z, you need to step inside the ring, put that title on the line, face me one-on-one, -on -one, and prove that you're the champion because I think I can take you. Matter of fact, I know I can take you. Shivani knows I can take you. Damn right. And everybody out here knows I can take you, okay? Yeah. So get in the ring. Prove you're the champ, okay? Because when I get done with you, the only thing that's going to be choking around here is your career, pal. All right? And if you're lucky, I'm not going to take your woman from you, too. Believe that. Well, someone needs to take that beautiful woman away from that slap deck. Thank you very much, Hoop. Jay-Z, we're talking to you, buddy. And this has been laid down, this challenge to you. Bring it. Yes! Yes! Tony Schiavone here for World Championship Wrestling here during StarCast 2018 weekend. The man to my right is one of the great up-and-coming superstars. You're going to be seeing him, I know, a lot. Not only on your television set, but all posters all around the country. El Grande Jefe is with us. And we are very excited to be talking to you, sir. Hello. Hola. May I take this? I want the world to know that I'm the best. I'm a one-man army. I, I don't need anyone or anything. I don't have to bend the rules. I simply conquer my foes. People look at me because I'm different. Because I'm not your typical wrestler. Pero te lo juro, I swear to you, I am better than each and every one in this locker room. I can tell you're a serious man with, uh, with Joey Ryan on your shirt there. I don't think there's any question about that. But I want to talk about uh, maybe an upcoming match that you may have. I don't know, maybe... I, I understand that maybe Cody Rhodes says, you know, I don't want to f face him because you never know what he's going to do. Uh, have you ever thought about going against maybe like Joey Ryan or Joey Janela or somebody like that? I do appreciate 
this gimmick of Joy Ryan. Yeah. He uses his crotch mm. of power to conquer his enemies. But here, the crotch is nothing to me. I have the cojones. And I will stump out Joy Ryan and his crotch. There you hear it from El Grande Jefe. He has the cojones. And Joey Ryan, he will stripe, wipe out, stomp out. He'll take, he'll, he'll take care of your crotch. Thank you very much. Tony Schiavone on the Nitro set. Let's bring him in, the man that we've all been waiting to see from New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in, come on over here, Nate the Great. Thank you, Tony. It is a pleasure for me here being on the set of Monday Nitro. Oh, we got a big packed house here in Chicago, Illinois, at the Sears Center. Center, I'm going to tell you what, what they're all coming to see here. They ain't coming to see Harley Race. They ain't coming to see Vader. They ain't coming to see Sting. They're coming here to see me, Nate the Great, taking on Barry Windham in the main event for the NWA title. But of course, I'm not going to be here alone. You know, I'm going to have a friend with me at ringside. Yes, that's right. It's going to be our good, my good friend Stan Hansen. That's right. Stan Hansen, he's going to be accompanying me to the ring to make sure that Windham and all of his cronies don't try any old tricks on me. But I'm not going to be just with him, you know, Tony. I'm going to be with me, that's right, Klondike Bill, just to keep tabs on, just to keep tabs to make sure any of his girls don't get in the way, because if they mess with Klondike Bill, well, he's going to take them on a nice glass-bottom boat ride across Lake Champaign. And I'm going to go in there. And when I'm gonna, I'm put you in the octopus hold until all your limbs are gasping for air and your head pops off. And then I'm gonna hit you with the gotch driver. You're gonna be staring up at the lights, and the ref's gonna count one, two, three, and a big old belt. All right, Nate the Great. I'm Tony Schiavone. I don't know why, but I'm aroused. <laughs> One of the real highlights here of the StarCast weekend is being able to uh, sit down and, and catch up with, with Tommy Young, who, Tommy, there is no doubt about it. I don't care what anybody says. You're the best referee there ever was. And uh, it, it, I really am thrilled to be able to sit down and talk to you because we haven't talked that much. It's great to see you, buddy. Tony, we go a long way back, you and I. And, but I do have to say, I, I feel it's, it's nice of you to say that, but to me, the king of the referees is Earl Hebner. I'm, you know, I, I might have been a little more flamboyant in, my, in the way that I refereed, and maybe that led to my injury, which you know, kind of cut my career off. But he did it forever, and he had some injuries, too, that were severe and, and a tough guy. And, and uh, I, I, uh, he's still a very close friend of mine. We just uh, talked uh, last night. He's, he's going to be here a little later on, but I'm going to miss him. I'll right. be going when he's coming. But, uh, yeah, you and I go back, right. shucks, and you were right there when, uh, when I got hurt. Right, yeah. Uh, Tommy, uh, I want to go back to the, uh, the, the heyday of the Crockett's and, and some of the great matches that you were a part of with, with Ric Flair. I mean, every time there was a big Ric Flair or a big Dusty match, Tommy Young was there. 
and I and I'm you took that seriously your your role and you took that seriously that you were you were always a part of that. It was such an honor to come along at the same time as they did. You know the timing of it and everything, and uh, Dusty was wonderful. I mean that man really looked after Tommy Young. He he made me pretty much what I was, the way I was booked and everything. And, and of course, the champ. And, of course, when I talk about Ric Flair, I only call him the champ. Because, to me, he is the king of wrestling. If you know anything about golf, Jack Nicklaus, he had all the records. Hulk Hogan had all the records. But the king of golf was Arnold Palmer. He made golf what it was. Nothing against Hulk Hogan. I never had a chance to to referee him. I only met him once. I'm sure he's forgotten that. It was right here in Chicago uh, some years back. Uh, and uh, he's, he's a great performer. I never had a chance to, to referee him. There were a lot of guys that I never had a chance to work with. I always wanted to work with Bobby Heenan. And, and I'll miss a lot of people if I keep yapping, and, and I don't want to do that. But working in the Mid-Atlantic area for the Crockett's, it was great. I mean, it, I was able to, to make a living. It's something that I loved. Right. Tommy, I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this, and, and I'm very curious because I was a wrestling fan back in the 70s, That's when I, and I lived in Virginia, and, and I know that's, that's uh, where I, I first remember you as a wrestling fan going to wrestling events. Uh, how did you start in the business? Well, Tony, I... I broke in as a wrestler. I've done this in other interviews, and, and uh, yeah, I broke in as a wrestler. Uh, they, they put down on that website uh, that they've got on me in the, uh, on the Internet that I was trained by Luthez. It was not Luthez. It was Lou Klein. Okay. He was the one that did the, uh, the training for the guys in the Detroit area right. because I, I was born in Detroit, but I was raised in a suburb of Detroit. And... Um, one day things weren't going too well at work, and he would advertise on on the program back then. Uh, you know, do it. You you want to wrestle? Come on down. If you can beat me, I'll train you, and and that sort of thing. But uh, I wasn't going to try to beat him. But I did go down there to train. He didn't train me much. I knew that I wasn't going to make it as a wrestler. I wrestled a little bit. I wrestled some different people. I wrestled Abdullah the Butcher. I rest. I wrestled Andre the giant in, in a handicap match, me and two other guys, uh, one other guy, but uh, a number of guys. But anyway, we were in a town, uh, Canton, Ohio, where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. And I was supposed to open the card. I think I was working with Iron Mike Lauren. He used to carry a pig around with him. But, but anyway, uh, they didn't have a referee that night. There was a, a misunderstanding, I guess. They didn't have a ref, and they, they didn't know what to do. And I said, why don't you scratch my match and I can do the, the, the roughing uh, because I've got a basic understanding of the profession. Mm-hmm. Tony, I never looked at referees. I never had any desire to be a referee. This was all by the grace of God that I fell into something that I seemed to be tailor-made for. And I want to say seemed because maybe not everybody liked what I did, but um, I really... I got into it. I, I seemed to understand the psychology, and the pressure, of course, was not on me the way it is the wrestlers. Yeah, right. The wrestlers are directly, directly responsible for bringing those people through the doors. 
And I always said, and I'll say it right here to all referees that would care to listen, remember, it is our job to make the wrestler's job easier. you got to be there for them because they've got enough on them. And, And anyway, that particular night when I did it, when the show was over, uh, several guys came up to me and said, you know, Tommy, you, you ought to consider more refereeing. You, you helped us out there. And this was my first time I'd ever done it. And uh, a bell went off in my head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they started noticing that I was pretty good as a referee. And, and the guy that was running the, uh, the territory at the time was the Sheik. Not the, not the Iron Sheik, the because sheik. he's Iranian. Right. The original Sheik was really, he was right. from, I think, Lebanon. Uh, I think he was from Beirut, Lebanon. And he was the boss. And I started doing more and more of the TV and, uh, you know, the tapings and everything. And then the IWA came along in 1975. And uh, I was picked up by them because, actually, I used to go to, uh, to a town called Parma. Mm-hmm. and worked for uh, the promoter there, a guy named Johnny Powers. Right. And he ran the Cleveland, Parma, Akron area right. in there. He worked in conjunction with the Sheik, but the Sheik was the head man. And uh, they were using me there. Well, these same people got linked up with the IWA. So I was, once again, uh, the opening show was going to be in Savannah. Mm-hmm. And Tony, if I uh, get too long-winded, no, just hit me I, in the I throat. Like, I like this stuff. Okay. Uh, I was going down there with several other guys, uh, Jim Lancaster, a guy named Joe Maddy, and I think there was one other person. I might have just been the three of us. I was just going down the, there to wrestle uh, as a prelim guy, you know, for TV. Same thing happened. We don't have a referee. And, and Ronnie Martinez mm-hmm. and his father Pedro, they were part of it along mm-hmm. with Powers. They knew me from, from Parma. Mm-hmm. Well, Tommy's here. Tommy can rep. So Tommy shot out of the building and went to a sports store, got a, a, a referee's uh, stripes, my wow. stripes, and, uh, and did the show. And the rest is history. I also uh, did the books and pictures with uh, George Cannon, if you okay. remember him. Yes, I do. He, he lived right across the... Uh, the border in, in uh, it's actually Riverside, Canada, a suburb of Windsor. Windsor right. And he did the books and pictures, and I would come over and smuggle them across the border. <laughs> Sometimes they caught me and made me go back. Right. So I just, if I couldn't take the tunnel, I'd take the bridge, or right. maybe I'd uh, swim across, whatever I had okay. to do to get them over there. And then I was, uh, they were going to different areas. We were pretty much covering the eastern third of the country. We were going into all territories. We were opposition. And um, that included Mid-Atlantic. And, uh, well, anyway, it it eventually, it died. There was a a big court case that Powers thought he was going to win, but he didn't win, and that pretty much ended it. And uh, I went to one of their shows one night. I was so stupid, I didn't even know that I could come in the back door. I thought, well, I'm I'm opposition. They they might boot me in the fanny and throw me out, you know. And I, I'm standing in line, and the fans are looking at me because they're watching both tapes and going, well, what are you doing in line? I don't work for these people. And I, that's how stupid I was, and I'm no smarter now than I was back then. But anyway, I, I, um, I went to the show, and... Uh, talked to George Scott. It was actually one of the Mongols, the the smaller one, not Bill Eady, 
God love him. Yeah. I stay in touch with Bill yeah. and, and his wife. They're, they're in Atlanta doing very well. Very intelligent man. And oh, a, I know. Great performer. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Um, anyway, I, I, ta- I, I, he was with the Mongols, and there was another fella called Guido. He right. was a Canadian right. fella. Uh, he called himself different names, but he, we were in limbo. Uh, the uh, IWA had gone under, and we were just working for a local promoter doing shows. And um, Guido wanted to go talk to George Scott. I didn't know anything about, I was getting ready to go back home and drive my truck in Detroit. I thought it was all over. He went to go see George, and I was sitting there a long time waiting for him because I had a car. I drove the car around to do the books and pictures. So anyway, I'm sitting in the car, and it was taking forever. So I went inside, and there was a man named George Harbin sitting there. He said, yeah, he's inside with the, uh, the booker who was George Scott. Uh, you want to wait here? There? Yeah, thank you. So I sat there, and not too long after, they came out, and, uh, oh, oh, Tommy, uh, George, this is Tommy Young. He's uh, our referee, and he says, yes, I know, he's a hell of a referee. Once again, a bell rang in my head, mm-hmm. and I thought, hey, who knows? So I went down to that show, hoping, not even knowing that George would be there, right. and he was. And um, I was sitting in the audience, and then I went back there at intermission. He came out. George, I don't know if you remember me. I'm t- Of course I remember you. I just saw you the other day. He said, yeah, I did. Uh, I thought is th- if there's any possibility maybe ever working for this organization. And um, Tommy, I'm kind of busy right now. I'll meet you back here in 15 minutes. I said, well, there's, there's the brush off. That's right, it. Right. 15 minutes, he was back. He says, I want to see you in my office on Monday. And I'm, I could have floated back right. to the hotel. I mean, I, he's going to hire you, Tommy, right. or so I thought. Right. So he, um, he told me that his boy, George Jr., mm-hmm. who I'm still close to, George Sr. has passed away right. a few years ago, uh, his boy, Jr., was taping the matches because we were opposition to them. And um, he, told, he said that his boy told him, if you don't get anything else, and honest, Tony, this is the truth, he said, if you don't do anything else, get that referee. And, and he told me that. He said, I woke my son up that night, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of the story. He was saying real nice things. Gene Anderson was his assistant at the time. Then he brings in the big boss, Jimmy Crockett. And you know how he was, Tony. Oh, I know how he was. We're hard to come by right. with Jimmy, very right. serious. And uh, David was the same way, too. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, I, I'm thinking about maybe using him and all that. And, well, George, I was opposition. Right. And Jimmy looked at me that way. I didn't know what opposition was, right. Tony. This yeah. was an opportunity. I never meant to. But anyway, he said, no, he is a good referee. But, George, we've got our own guys. And we had about, they had about five, six different guys. There. Greg Patterson was there, the Gaucho, uh, uh, Ron Martinelli, uh, Sonny Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have our own guys. And he was, pol- he was polite. He never smiled one time. Uh, he walked out. I thought, well, forget it, brother. This is the big boss, and he's not interested. You're done. So I, I was, my, my spirits just sank. I thought, well, let's head back to Michigan. George says, Tommy, I run the show here, and I'm going to use you. You'll be hearing from me. A few days later, Gene Anderson called me. Tommy Young, I got some bookings for you. Can you come on down here? What do you say, kid? Yes, sir. 
count on it, and the rest is history. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, David never liked me my entire career, but I part of it was my fault, Tony. I'm kind of humble now because I'm old and decrepit and all that, but, but I... I uh, I knew I was good, and I was a little cocky about it, and uh, that aggravated David sometimes, and, and he just never really liked me. Me and David are great now. I mean, he's still in Charlotte with his beautiful wife and his two kids, and the grandkid. Great. David's a great guy. And uh, the only thing I do now with, with the Crockett's is uh, they, they have a foundation, the Crockett Foundation, which uh, Francis's daughter, uh, uh, Debbie, runs Debbie, it, right. and, and uh, I, I, I represent them. I just sit at the table in my stripes, right. and uh, I, I'll just, if, if somebody buys something, I'll just give a picture away. And those doggone pictures cost me three bucks each oh, to make. They're not cheap. Right. And, uh, but that's all I do now, Tony. It's a foundation that helps the animals right. of veterans right. uh, pay for surgeries right. and things. Right. And, and I saw some, some action because, you know, when you give to charity, you don't know really what the money is right. going to. You can only hope and right. pray that it's being done properly. Uh, I saw some evidence of this. Uh, we did a, an interview in front of the ballpark that you know so well, and what a beautiful ballpark yeah, is. that is. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that, the, uh, that the, uh, they went from double-A AA to triple-A. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I'm still living in Charlotte. I had a great career. I'm honored to be here today. I can't tell you how honored I am because, like I said, they must have run out of people to call, and, and they, they, they've, they wound up with me. But it was very nice of them. Uh, I don't do much anymore. Mo most of the people here, they don't know who I am because I've been gone so long. I know that Vince has a, a network. that uh, So a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but a few people. A lot of people. Uh, no, really, a, a few, but <laughs> they, uh, they, they recognize me from the old tapes. So I got a little bit of a following, but I won't get on the Internet. I'm, I'm too dumb for that. I, everybody says, get on Facebook. There's tons of people that want to talk to you. I stay in touch with my good friend Peggy Lathan, mm -hmm. and uh, she's a sweetheart oh, of yeah. a gal, and, and I should have married her, and I still might, who knows. But anyway, uh, stay in touch with her, and uh, like I said, I'm, I, I'm enjoying myself. I'm, I'm up there in years now. I'm 71 now, and uh, I had to quit a long time ago. And uh, but it's been it's been wonderful, Tony. It's wonderful to sit here and talk to you and see some old friends, uh, Road Warrior Animal, Jeff Jarrett, and, and Kevin Sullivan. I think Cody Rhodes is next door. I've never met him. I'm going to try to meet him. Uh, it, it's been wonderful, Tony. It's been great. We're talking with Tommy Young here on Starcast Weekend. Uh, Tommy, great story about your past and about how you you came up through pro wrestling. You. This is really a, a, a silly question to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Is there one match that you remember more than anyone else? And, and you know, people ask me the same thing. They say, is there one match you remember calling more than any other? And I'm thinking, God, I, we did so many, right? It's hard to really pinpoint one. But, I mean, you were there with what, some of the great matches with Flair and Dusty. Is there one that stands out to you? Well, I don't want to put Dusty down because I love him. Right. As I told you earlier, he, he was the greatest thing that ever happened to Tommy Young. Mm -hmm. He recognized the, my ability, and, and he used referees in a lot of the situations that we had. He used to take a lot of bumps. Right. But to tell you the truth, the matches that stand out for me were Flair and Steamboat. Right. 
any match with them was the greatest. Dusty was great too, and and I, like I said, I, I don't really like saying that. Uh, it's you know putting Steamboat ahead, right. but it was just that Steamboat and Flair were like bread and butter, right. love and marriage, right. horse and carriage. I mean, they just they jailed. They both came along at the same time, mm-hmm. and I did too. The timing was super, and Dusty too. He was just a little older, just a couple years older than me. He broke in younger than I did. I really didn't break in. I was 26 years old, and um, but uh, a lot of great matches, uh, but any match with Steamboat and Flair, I guess I would have to say Maybe it's the one in New Orleans. Right. You didn't do it. That no. that was the one when all the NWA former champions were there. Right. The uh, the yeah the one on the Clash of the Champions TBS. Right. The only one that we didn't have that I never got a chance to meet was a man named Dick Hutton, right. who didn't have the title that long. But I mean, uh, uh, Luthez was there. Uh, Buddy Rogers. Pat O'Connor, uh, Gene Kaniski, uh, Dorian Terry Funk, and Terry was doing the commentary with, with your old buddy Jim Ross uh, that day, and um, I, uh, Jack Briscoe, Harley, they were all there. So I'm, I'm looking around, whoa, this is strong. This has never happened before with me, you know, and, and it was an honor. Uh, I, I was, Buddy came in for that thing that we did in 1979, Nature Boy versus Nature Boy. Mm-hmm. So I got Ike actually roomed with Buddy uh, one night in Richmond, Virginia, at the Howard Johnson's where we used to stay. And uh, uh, Bill Apter uh, <laughs> came over and 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 uh, he put the figure four on Buddy. <laughs> and and uh, he's got a good figure four. Uh, Bill Apter says I can. Make anybody give a well. You're not putting it on me, Bill. And if you don't watch it, I'll put it on you. So, uh, but but anyway, it, so many. Getting back, I'm getting. I know I'm getting away from your question. No, no. Steamboat and Flair, the two out of three fall match, right. in uh, in in the uh, so, uh, Superdome in uh, in New Orleans. That may be the best. Um, not so much the match itself, but just. All the guys there, sure. and and Terry Funk and, and Jim uh, Ross were doing the commentary right. during during that, and um, one match that I really enjoyed was our first clash. Right. Uh, that was that was uh, Sting. Sting and Flair. And Flair. Right. Uh, we had the kid from the Wonder Years, right. Jason Hervey. Right. Uh, Jason, if you're out there, hi brother. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and and uh, we had a. a panel. Right. I think we had Miss South Carolina. Yeah, she was sitting had, there. Gary Juster, Sandy Scott. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. G- Gary. Yeah. I hope Jerry's doing well. I right. really like Gary. He's very nice to me. And uh, that that was a lot of fun. That was a 45-minute draw. Right. <laughs> and I, I I hope I don't, I don't think I would embarrass him by telling him this, but Rick, the champ, mm-hmm. as I call him, he, uh, he liked to, uh, he liked to blow guys up. <laughs> right. And I was over at his house one time yeah. working out with him, and he was on the Stairmaster. Oh, yeah, Not was. the one that you pumped, that no. you actually had a stairs. Right. Tony, he did a hundred flights of stairs, and he wasn't even breathing hard. And I'm, my God, Rick. But then him and, him and Steamboat, they're just getting going after right. 30 minutes. Right. There was a situation where Rick had an accident once, mm-hmm. and the only, that only happened one time. Right. And... Um, they didn't even go then. It wasn't time. 
They, they wrestled another five minutes under not the greatest of circumstances, but he wasn't going to cheat those people. You mean, are you saying that he crapped his pants? And uh, I mean, you can say that if you want. And he kept going. It might be a little bit of an embarrassment to Rick if I, you know, and he might slap the living hell out of I don't think he would. I, I, I'm saying that for the reason that he was such a pro, even though that happened. Uh, and it only happened once. Right. That, that we know of. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. There was another time when, uh, when Hawk, Mike right. Hegstrat, yeah. God rest his soul, right. he barfed. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it was in Richmond. Right. And we were alternating. Right. Sonny had gotten done, and I got in the ring. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, and, it, and it stunk. Yeah. And... Um, and so, hey, get me a broom. I wasn't one. I'm not getting it. We got to get the, the people are here for the show. Get me a broom. And I swept the, the ring out and the smell dissipated. But sometimes, you know, things happen. This is earth, not heaven. And and uh, in the case with Flair and Steamboat, it was in Charlotte. And I remember when it happened because all, there was this bad smell. And, and they got in close. And I used to have fun with them. Flair had such beautiful teeth. And I'd say, you better... Steamboat might have him in a face like, ah, and I, hey, I think you've got a cavity in that lower bicuspid, or, or I'm going to tweak your nose. And nobody ever slapped the hell out of me, but they could have. Ernie Ladd used to tell me, he says, Tommy, please, you're going to break me up. I don't want to break up in the ring. <laughs> so it was just one of those things. And, but anyway, they, it happened, and, and Steamboat got a hold of Flair. I think it was right after a slam that right. that happened. Sure, yeah. Because Rick was very good about not eating before. The, there must have been something happened. The place was packed. And anyway, and obviously he... Obviously, so was his colon, too, at that time. Well, I got in there close, and I... All right. Which one of you guys farted? And Flair put his hand over his mouth. And said, I, I crap my tights. And Steamboat looked at me and rolled his eyes, and I'm, wow. But they continued to work. It wasn't time to do it. They did it. They got it done. And it was also unfortunate that Rick was, the champ was wearing pink tights yeah, that night. Okay. The people at ringside, it, it was funny as hell because it's kind of like a, a nuclear bomb going off. Right. It's spreading. Right, sir. And C.J. And Underwood was our commentator. Oh, I remember C.J. from Charlotte. He was looking at Wally Dusick, and while he's looking at him, I thought the smell's starting to get to them. And, and you know, people in the balcony don't know what's going on or way back, but, the, but then it starts hitting the people at ringside, and I'm noticing this, and people are... And people are looking at each other, and then you see a few of them point, and the person's talking to the person behind them, and they're talking to the person. <laughs> but th- that's what a pro he was. Yeah. This is not not to put him down in any way. Anybody, I've done it, not in the ring, right. but I've, I've crapped my pants, yeah, too. Right. I didn't get home quick enough, and it can happen to anyone. And uh, But that just goes to show you what a pro he is. Right. That is tough. I don't know if I could have done that, yeah. Tony. I remember one time I was in Augusta, and I squatted down, and the seam of my pants split. Mm-hmm. I was wearing white briefs at the time, and I'm wearing black pants, so it's going to stand out like a sore thumb. And I hear the people laughing, and while I'm squatting down, I think it was uh, it was uh, the superstar against Jack Briscoe. I remember the match, and um, people were. I turned around like, "What's going on?" And a couple people pointed, and I reached back there. And then I said, oh, gee, 
I can't do anything about it now. And I turned, I yelled that out loud to the people. I turned right around, went back to what I was doing. I thought, they want to look at my ass instead of the match. Let them. And after the match was over, I, I, I had some pants that I changed. It didn't happen very often, but once in a while it would, especially if you're doing lawn matches and, and your clothes get soaked from sweat. The old Richmond Arena was incredibly hot, and and uh, little by little we were going more to all. It be, eventually became all coliseums everywhere, you know. But um, it, you know, every situation was different. Things can happen. Like I said, it's this is Earth. This right. isn't heaven, and this is all live. Uh, we were doing the. Uh, and like I said, Tony, I get long-winded, so you quack me in the throat or something when you have to. We were doing the, uh, I think, the final Starcade for me. Right. It was in Troy, New York. Okay. And uh, it was an I Quit match right. between Terry Funk. And Ric Flair, right? And I love yeah. Terry. Yeah. I hope he's doing He's having some difficulty physically right now. He was supposed to be here. Well, he took all those crazy bumps, you know. That, uh, him, and, I, him and Jack, yeah. Cactus, I I can't believe they're alive today, and, and Jack really kind of put Terry to shame. Yeah. Although Terry was the originator, and, and Jack idolizes Terry. It's hard not to idolize Terry. Oh, he did goofy stuff. Right. I mean, you know, get on his hands and knees and run across the ring and headbutt right. you. Right. He wasn't Dory no. by any. I mean, they were like night and day. Right. And, and Dory's kind of laid back, and Terry, you get out of my way, you, and then that, that sort of thing. You know, Terry had that. And he'd go into the audience. Oh, I know. And, and because he's in the audience, he figures he's fair game. He'd let people smack him and slay. He didn't care. He didn't have to get him back. There were some wrestlers, oh, if you touch me, I got to get you back. Terry realized we're driving these people goofy, and a lot of them can't control themselves, and he's giving them more. We had that big thing. It was in it was in Baltimore, uh, where Muda was involved. Terry, uh, of course, Gary Hart was in it, uh, and and the champ. And I was in the in the audience as much as I was in the ring. This thing was going everywhere. It was going up the ramp. I mean, they they went everywhere. But it's professionalism. These guys are they're giving the people their money's worth. That's what it's all about, Tony. We're there to give them their money's worth. I was an entertainer. I felt, hey, I can help. I, I mean, a referee doesn't have to be in the way. I can be there for everything. I can do extra things. Flair and I had many a routine. He'd, uh, he, he'd get an arm lock on a guy standing over him, and I'd slide in underneath. Rick would reach right over the top of me and be grabbing the rope. The people are screaming, look at him, you dumbass, what's the matter with him? And that's one of the nicer things they said. And, and I would, I'd look at the people, which is telegraphing. They're going to point, so I'm going to have to look up. What is it? Look. Well, that's Rick. Take What? And I go back to, oh, they're going nuts. And, and Gene Anderson, he was great about if, um, if the fans are getting on me, Gene would say, yeah, he really sucks, doesn't he? He's dead. Wait a minute. I'm not on your side. He's all right. You're the prick. And I mean, Gene would do that. I mean, a really good wrestler yeah. tries to keep the heat on himself. Right. Because there's heat is everywhere for officials. Right. You know, Tony, look at what the umpires take. Right. Yeah, I remember right. one game where two fans jumped out of the stands and went after an umpire. Yeah, oh, and the ball players Crazy. came out of the dugout to, right. to protect the umpire. Basketball uh, officials. I saw Dennis Rodman headbutt an official one time. That's extreme. That almost happened. But you know, anybody with authority—police, 
officials, they're going to catch hell, Tony. Those, those people know that I'm the one that renders the decision, and they want their guy to win. Exactly. You know it. Tommy, you're the best of all time, man. You really, really were, and you're, you're a treasure, and I'm, I'm so glad you joined us for this uh, StarCast weekend. Thanks, man. Well, I'm honored, but like I said before, Earl Hebner's the king. Dude, Tommy Young hit a home run with that story. You know what's funny is, is I've heard Flair tell his version of that story, and would it surprise you to say it's not the same version? Yeah, it never is with him, right? But that I, Tommy came up with that story about Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat out of nowhere and just absolutely floored me with it. And it just goes to show about it how many great stories there are in wrestling, and we've heard them all this weekend, man. Uh, and there are millions more to hear as well. Uh, I'm so excited about this weekend that next weekend I'm taking Lois to the Shoney's in Ackworth. That's how excited I am about this weekend. So thank you well, for that. Well, well, let me tell you, you can make reservations for two because I'm not fucking going. Okay, okay. We'll see. But uh, it, it was a great weekend, Conrad. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. You are the promoter of the motherfucking year is what you are. You're the promoter of the fucking year. I said it. Everybody else agrees with me. Well, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree to disagree, but either way, what I, I think we can all agree on is we had a great time here today, and what happened when? A very special edition, live from StarCast, and we'll be back to normal next week, doing some watch-alongs, making fun of old silly shit, right, Tony? There's a lot of silly shit to make fun of, and we just saw it at the tip of the iceberg, buddy. Thank you, and we are desperately out of time! Tony, Tony, wake up. What? I'm Wake away. up! I'm away. Hey, I was I was having the strangest dream, man. What were you dreaming about? Well, I was dreaming I was at Starcast, and oh, <clears throat> uh, never mind. What? Never mind. What do you mean, never mind? I know what you were dreaming about. I watched that fight dot TV. You did? Yes, I did. What? What, what did you see? <laughs> you and Medusa. Ooh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, don't, don't lie to me. I saw it with my own eyes. You and Medusa. Well, Guess it's... What? It, what? You're sleeping on the couch. No, honey. <laughs> yes, I, you are. No. Yes, you are. Go. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. Out. Out. No. On the couch. What? On the couch. No, hang on a second. Take your little dog, too. Here's the door. Go. 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 Oh, stop it. I'm busy. Now, I've got something to do. Just go away. Go away. Promotional considerations paid for by the following. Boxofgimmicks.com, the website that has all the stuff you need to show your support for 83 weeks. Something to wrestle with and what happened when. Ha! What happened when Tony Schiavone got locked out of his own bedroom? It's funny. Shut up. And Slapdick Theater with Kalnor's a Dumas. They, they love it. it it's, it's, so, it's funny. Or is he a dumbass? Anyway, who is played by Tony Schiavone, who is a dumbass. Funny. Stop it. I'm busy. And by What Happened When, live. Join Conrad and Tony as they... 
bring their podcast live to the Comedy Zone in Charlotte on Sunday, November 11th at 3 p.m. Tickets available at TomZink.com. And what happened when live... Join Conrad and Tony as they bring their podcast live to Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville on Sunday, December 16th. Tickets available at LokiBigHog.com. Tony, stop it. And of course, by that time, it could be called What Happened When Dead. And finally, by LoisRules.com, the website for all your t-shirts and named after me. As most of you realize by now, Lois does rule, especially in this house. Enjoy your time on the couch, slap dick, and quit banging on my door. Well, I guess I guess I better on the couch. Come on, Pip. The heck with her. We'll sleep on the couch. Pip? Oh, Pip, not you too.